one day I decided to ask myself, could I break five minutes in the mile? At age 30, could I return to the sport of track and go after my unmet goal of breaking five minutes? Was my body capable of this? Was my mind capable of this? And most importantly, was my spirit capable of pushing through the ups and downs to find the answer? You are listening to Breaking Five, a running podcast, where we search for this answer as well as yours for achieving your Breaking Five moment, whatever that may be for you. We will gain inspiration and knowledge from others who have achieved their Breaking Five moment, those working towards theirs, as well as those who have helped the athletes along the way. I'm your host, Kristen Schultz, physical therapist, runner, and running coach. Let's run full force towards our wildest dreams and take a listen to today's episode. All right, welcome back to another episode of Breaking Five, a running podcast. Super excited for today's host. Today I am here with Mary Johnson. Mary Johnson is a running coach um, with Lift, Run, Perform. Um, And super excited to have Mary on here because she was one of the first people that I started following when I got started with run coaching. I was following her business. I was like, man, I want to do what Mary's doing someday. So you're definitely an inspiration when I first got started, even though now it's kind of made a turn a little bit more to working with clinicians. Um, But super excited to bring you on and ask you about your own running journey because, you know, that has not been perfect for you. You've definitely had your share of injuries as well. And then also dive into what it was like to get started um, with a run coaching business. So Mary, thank you so much for coming on today. Hey guys, so this is part two of a two-part series. So if you missed the first episode, make sure to go back to part one of the previous week where we chatted all things running related with get to know her running journey, her how she got into running. So make sure to go catch that first episode if you missed it. And then come on back over here and you can listen to part two. Part two is going to be all about her business journey and getting started. So if that is something you're interested in, if you are a clinician, coach, this is going to be for you. All right, we'll dive into this episode. And until then, go run your life. Well, if we, if you don't mind, I'd love to switch gears and ask you a little bit about the business side of things and how you got started. Um, so like I said earlier, I don't know if I actually mentioned that at the beginning, but Mary started, you said you started coaching in 2015, really started like your business 2016. Um, and it, I'll let her tell the story, but she had a post the other day too, and like gave me more information, but she was originally a fashion marketer turned running coach. So I like this because I had a lot of physical therapists on that are running coaches. So this is like completely different in how, you know, she took a complete life turn and I was running a very successful business. So if you don't mind sharing that story on how you got into running coaching, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So, um, I, after college and in college, I did the fashion internships. I interned at coach Tommy Hilfiger. I graduated from college, worked at juicy couture back when it was cool. Um, (laughs) and I, um, probably my fondest fashion memory was doing marketing at Michael Kors. And it was like, when it was like the, it was like when watches were coming out and they went public and it was, it was a really cool, like post-collegiate experience. Um, and my, and I did a small stint as an assistant, uh, an assistant manager in a retail store because I wanted to learn about the retail side and I went back into corporate. So I did the fashion thing. And then ultimately was like knowing towards the end of my stint that I wanted to get out, um, but not really having the balls to do it. And then ultimately was laid off, which was great (laughs) because I was able to, I mean, I was very sad. It was the, I joke and say it was the best worst day of my life because no one wants to get laid off, but it really finally did what 
I needed to do. And, um, I had been considering PT school. Um, I had been considering fitness and ultimately did not choose PT school based on just timelines. Um, because my undergrad was in marketing. So I had no science prereqs and yeah, I would have gone like, yeah, I would have had to gone back and go back to like, I was looking into like going to the community college and doing all my prereqs mm-hmm. and then trying to go to PT school. But when I looked at how long that would be, it was like pretty wild in terms of timeline. And as I'm sure a lot of, as you know, and a lot of people listening, like the, the expenses would just be astronomical. Yeah. Um, so I had a conversation with a strength coach, um, who worked at, um, the facility that I've mentioned earlier. Um, it's called Ranphone training systems. And he was like, well, would you like to intern here? And I was terrified because not only did I know nothing, but I was also the only female. And that I think is also a, a barrier it's getting better, but I think yeah. it, it is a barrier to be a female in a strength condition, strength and conditioning world and in coaching world in general, honestly, I have talked to some coaches who definitely talk to me differently because I'm a female Yeah, and it's, it's a pile of shit, but like, whatever, <laughs> you know, like, I think it's a good thing that there are more female coaches getting out there. And I, I was eventually hired at Ramphone. Um, I still work there mostly behind the scenes and started run coaching in 2016 as part of a different group. And about a year after being with him, his group, I realized I could do it myself. Yeah. And so I started lift from perform and it was just supposed to be me and my clients. Like I did not think it would be what it would be. It was a mistake, (laughs) (laughs) but I just started having friends message me and and be like, Hey, I want to, I would love to coach. I love coaching. And, um, I just basically started having them coach under me. And, um, you know, I provided all of the resources. So like I would pay for their training platform, Mm -hmm. the insurance that I buy for the business covers them. Um, they're, they're technically considered independent contractors. Um, and truthfully, they make a majority of, of what the the, the athletes pay. And again, they just one by one, we started just kind of bringing coaches on. And now we have 10 coaches plus myself and we do have a dietitian. I really need to, we're, I'm planning on changing a couple of things in terms of like the nutrition side of things for 2022. Um, because a big thing I've learned too, is that nutrition is light coaching is not one size fits all. So, um, yeah, that's something I want to work on in the new year, but yeah, now we're chugging along and, um, and it just so happened that running coaching is now the cool thing to do. So we just kind of got in early. (laughs) Yeah. 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 You were out there before everyone was doing it. (laughs) I I mean, it's the only, listen, the only thing (laughs) when I was in high school, I did the job no one wanted to do, which was the 6am breakfast shift. Like (laughs) it's, it, and I don't know, I feel like for a while, at least I, the guys at the gym where I work, they were kind of like, oh, you do online coaching. Ha ha. Like, that's a joke. And I was like, yeah, it's a real job. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and truthfully, this is kind of, I did like, I had, I had a coach since 2013 and I did the math one day and I'm like, damn, if he has this many clients and he's charging this, he could make a living like this. And yeah. for me, I was never supposed to make a living like this. That's what I was going to ask. Was this a hobby for you or what's it? Was, yeah, it was a hobby. And then I was like, yeah. Oh wait, I actually could do this and yeah. now I'm doing it. So, um, yeah, it's been a very cool evolution and I'm very grateful for the opportunity for sure. 
Yeah. Have you found like what your limit is as far as like how many personal one-on-one clients you'll take on? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So we tiered the business about a year, uh, gosh, maybe a year and a half, two years ago now. Um, because at first we kind of were like, oh yeah, we'll just like text you to communicate and put up a training log every week. And I realized you need expectations. It's very important. Um, and now we have coaching tiers based on communication expectations. So Mm -hmm. yes, I know how much, how many people I can coach. Um, but it's also based on how often I'm reaching out and what that promise is in terms of what's expected. Um, and that person is paying basically the way we tier it is you want more communication. You're going to pay for a little bit more communication. It's definitely the communication Um, part. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because you know, the pro and, and I tell people on the phone, I'm like, from a results perspective, no one, someone paying more is not getting better results than someone paying less. It is purely about the athlete and what you want. And I have, I coach some mothers who are like, I don't want to get on the phone. I don't have freaking time. Yeah. And I'm like, great. Then you don't need to pay this amount. Like we'll just make you, we'll, we'll do it this way. And we'll, you'll pay $119 a month. But there are people who who, I call them every single month and we call before races and we do pre and post-season chats and that person they're at a higher tier. So that's how we do it now. Um, and so far it's worked out pretty well for sure. Yeah. No. Awesome. I know. Like, do you have like a number where you can do like, or I guess it depends though. Like I found like, I feel like 20 is about my limit for like, you know, one-on-one coaching, not including group, but I know people that do 80. So I don't know if you're in that group. Cause I've talked to some people are like, yeah, 20 to 30. And I'm like, I feel like, I mean, and granted I have other things too, but yeah, I think I don't, I usually don't talk about my numbers. Oh, um, okay. no, but, that's fine. That you but don't it's, it's purely that. because, um, it, it truthfully, it's pure, like what I say to everyone is I have enough to keep me busy Yeah, and this is all I do. So yeah. like, you know, I don't have another job. I, I, my behind the scenes stuff at the gym is literally running the billing. (laughs) Um, I, I joke and I say, I do enough to keep a key. Um, (laughs) so I have the key to the gym, but otherwise like my job is this business and my clients and making sure that they're feeling good. So, um, and, and also the answer, I couldn't give you a straight answer because we do these group programs. So like group makes things fluctuate and people like doing group programs because they can get a, taste into coaching without the 12 month commitment. It's a little less expensive. Um, they get some type of, um, like group camaraderie. So, um, yeah, there's, there's certainly different ways to coach nowadays. And that goes for a group setting and a one-on-one setting. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that you have like the group settings and specifically for the different, you know, timeframes that they're trying to hit and stuff. Yeah. My goal is to do more of those for sure. Um, like the sub three program was, um, basically this year was a repeat of 2019. Um, and it almost didn't happen because I didn't think races were going to happen. Yeah. So at the last minute, like really at the last minute, it was like, crap, let's try this. And we had more, we had more coaches within the business who wanted to get involved. So we developed more than one team. Um, and my dream is that in 2022, we a have more planning, B have more time and C do do more programs. Um, not just for the three hour person, um, possibly for the, the four hour person. And I've actually gotten some messages from people about two fifty five, which is interesting. And I didn't think about it until <laughs> recently. So I'm like, 
ah, maybe, but we'll yeah, see. Yeah. Make it. Yeah. Why not? That's five, five minute different. I mean, it's a big difference. So <laughs> it is a big, especially if you're, if you're at that level of running, it's a big yeah. difference. If you've hit the sub three and just aren't down there yet. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, that's awesome. What, um, when you were first starting, what would you say? Like, were the, were there any, like, you know, mindset hurdles you had to get over or like, what was the biggest, was there, did you run into walls of like getting started or it was just purely like you just started and it, and it took off? No, I think first of all, just learning how, I mean, when I first started coaching, I did, I, I had 12 athletes. They took me all weekend to program for <laughs> because I didn't know what the heck I was learning. And my learning yeah. curve was huge. And now I'm a much more efficient programmer. I can yeah. handle way more than 12 athletes. Yeah. Um, and I also coach differently. I, I used to want to be everyone's friend. Um, yeah. and now I'm, I still care deeply about the people I coach, but it's a, it's a different type of relationship. Yeah. Um, I saw that change personally as myself with an athlete, like my coach now is very much a professional, really he's a friend. And I would say most of my athletes, I would consider friends. Um, right. but he, it was much different from other coaches I had worked with who quite frankly, it was probably too, too communicative, uh, uh, too much communication. Um, so that's probably the biggest thing that I went through. And then, um, also not so much imposter syndrome, but more of just like, can I do this on my own? So (laughs) when I left the other coaching group, it was like terrifying because I was like, I, I've got my athletes. They want to work with me still, but can I, sustain this? I don't know. And, yeah. um, that was really, really, really stressful. Um, but it worked out. So yeah, those were probably my two biggest hurdles, hurdles of going through it. No. Mm-hmm. Awesome. What, um, what, and obviously you've been with like through shifts of like social media and everything is social media, mainly how you grew your business or what did it start out as more of like a, you know, people you knew in person and stuff. Yeah. Social media has been, Again, I, I, I joke, I'm like, there's really nothing special about my social media. I just started early and some, a lot of people have like their own personal accounts. I never had a personal account. If you go back, I've been on on Instagram since 2012. If you go back, there's weird shit back there. And (laughs) it's because this was my personal account. And I just started talking about running and it became the thing that everyone does now. So, or our weird little group of people. <laughs> yes. Yes. But well, it seems like it's so yeah. Like everyone we know, but it's, not. it's a thing. I know. I know. I know. Well, fi- I mean, fitness in general now is huge on, on Instagram. Online, so, for sure. so yeah. So I really, um, I just got in early and, um, just I, whenever I feel overwhelmed about social media, because now I would say my new side hustle because coaching used to be my side hustle. My new yes. side hustle is the influencer thing. That's like my fun right, right. thing that I do, like affiliate codes and promoting yeah. products and getting paid for pictures. But whenever I get overwhelmed on that side of things, I'm like, okay, self, like that's not <laughs> what you're here to do. Yeah. That's overwhelming you. Cut it and focus mm-hmm. on your, your core values. And as long as you're doing what you need to do as a good professional and coach, and you're showing up to your athletes and you're showing up to the coaches within your business, that's it. And if Instagram implodes, which I'm expecting it to, (laughs) I will have other ideas, you know? So it's just, I, I think probably the best thing for all business people, 
coaches, entrepreneurs, physical therapists is just don't get comfy and have a backup plan in the back of your head of like what to do if what you're doing implodes, because yeah. it could. Yeah. No, it's good. <laughs> I mean, look at COVID and, and brick and mortar businesses. Like, yeah, no, it's a, it's definitely an issue in the physical therapy world now, like just so much shifting. And I know so many people, um, you know, especially more in the insurance world of just struggling, you know? Sure. Yeah. 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 And I would, I mean, I, I would imagine physical therapy is just so like, yes, there's things you can do virtually, but like, you have to see people in person, you know, yeah. like you have to put your hands on somebody to assess. So yeah. there's definitely a lot of changes and a lot of, um, yeah, just a lot of moving around in the PT world, like everywhere else, I think. <laughs> sure. I'm, I would imagine that being really challenging. Yeah. Um, when you, have you done anything particular for any like new business owners coming in to like work on like your business mindset or like work on the business side of things? Or did you feel like you came in, um, with a basic understanding of like business? Um, a lot of what I've done has just been according to my gut. Um, the, the, the biggest thing that I followed from being a marketing business major in college was don't name the business after yourself. (laughs) So that was my, the, the biggest thing that I learned from college, I guess. But, um, I, I did work with somebody last year. Um, I just did like a, an hour consultation with somebody, um, about basically like what I'm doing, how to, uh, my goal was to talk to her about working less. And we just kind of talked about like streamlining services. So it was really helpful, but that's been the only type of like business development. Um, aside from my mentor at the gym, Mike loves to talk business. And so, um, every so often we'll, we'll talk shop and a lot of it's me explaining how things work. Cause I don't think he knows. Um, but then he will certainly, he's a really inspiring guy. And so he'll definitely, he likes to give his two cents if, if I'll listen, but yeah, a lot of what I've done has really just been like, according to my gut. And I think that's just a good way to go about life. Like life in general. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like do things that seem right and seem truthful and seem honest and transparent. And, um, don't be an asshole. And like, you're not going to go wrong if you're good to people and honest, like that's, that's kind of the bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. Awesome. And you're what, almost six years going strong now. So yeah, the business, the, my own, my own thing, um, was 2017. So a little, a little bit less, the more the, four years for your own business then, or five. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the, the personal, I actually just realized this spring, I will have worked in coaching as long as I worked in fashion, which fashion. is very weird, but yeah. really cool. You, when you made that switch, did you like, like, did you, like, how did you, did you already know how to write running programs or did you like go and get certified and stuff like that? Or you just started coaching? Like just no, <laughs> I, I, I coached somebody. She, I love, she's amazing. And I injured her right away. <laughs> Oh yeah. Thank God. She did come back. I, unfortunately I had no earthly idea what I was doing. And I, (laughs) after a season gave her a stress fracture, like an idiot and she forgave me and she did come back to me and (laughs) I did not injure her in the future. Um, and we laugh about it now, but after, after her, I learned the basics of programming from the first coaching group that I was with. He kind of sat, sat me down and, and showed, explained what he did. Um, but then I went to, um, I did get technically USATF certified. Um, I also went to see Jack Daniels speak, um, in Boston a few years ago. You know what? It wasn't just him speaking. It was like a whole certification day. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, it was the V.02 certification day and Jack was there, which is really cool. I was just there to see Jeff Daniels. I was like, this is yeah. awesome. He's a legend. <laughs> yes. Um, but um, and then I've also um, Ramphone used to do um, like education development uh, weekends. Um, so I have sat and listened and learned from um, people like Brett Bartholomew. I saw Dan John. Yeah. Um, Charlie Weingroff. So I've seen some really prestigious coaches. Um, yeah that like didn't necessarily yield me letters after my name, but, um, but yeah, I think the continuing ed part is, um, important regardless of whether you get a CEO or whatever. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, I think it's just a good indicator too. It's just like that you, you, I mean, you learn by doing too though, right? Like ultimately, like as far as like, yes, you had your running background and everything, but ultimately by starting to coach, you can, you learn too for sure yeah for sure and I'm not saying just go out and do it but I'm just saying in the sense of like um just get started I feel like a lot of people just hold, hold themselves back that's all <laughs> yeah I mean a lot of of coaching and business stuff is just doing it and I've seen people just they talk about it and they don't do it and I de- listen I had to get laid off so I'm not like yeah I don't a- have all, <laughs> I don't have my I don't have all my shit together but like I I think do it. And, and days where I'm feeling like, oh my gosh, I have so much to do. Where do I start? Like, you just have to do it. And that, and it goes for like, when I come up with new ideas, I'm like, my biggest barrier is just doing it. You ha- So I think it's so important to be a doer yeah. as a, as an entrepreneur. And as a, as somebody who potentially would want to get into coaching, just do it, go to uh, with coaching specifically, like if you don't have people to coach, go to a running store and connect with people and like meet people. And even Instagram, like make connect with people on social media. That's a fine place to connect, yeah. like make connections. Yeah. Like I, I have some really great friends from social media and now it's not weird to say that, but it was a couple right. years ago. <laughs> Before it was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. My husband was really sketched out for a little while, but now he's like, oh, all right. Okay. With it now. <laughs> I love it. Well, awesome. Thank you for sharing that part of the journey too. Um, I know it'll be super helpful. I have a lot of people that listen to it that, like I said, are physical therapists, but also want to get on the run coaching side or are dabbling in it and, you know, how that can help with their, there's a lot of clinicians who, you know, see the injured runners, but then being able to actually work with them. So they stop coming to us, hopefully by training smart is just such a big deal because it's so many runners. I mean, even I'm going to like a new running group and stuff. It's just like, you listen to overhear stuff and you're just like, they're going to get injured eventually. It's just like, Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. And I would also imagine that physical therapists would have a hard time finding the line between the hat of run coach and the hat of physical yeah. therapist. And so like yeah. ensuring that the, the athlete doesn't take advantage of that. Yes. Um, that's where I definitely have I luck out or I'm just like, Oh, that's outside my scope. Yes. <laughs> oh, talk to somebody else. Yeah, <laughs> this is yeah. not me pushing you away. This is me saying res- I respect you and your health and I'm not the best person to, to help you. Yeah. With this. this is now an injury and go see a PT. <laughs> right. Wow. I love it. Um, I know we're talking at the beginning of the show a little bit about the upcoming groups you have go- um, coming up. What, um, you said you're about to launch some upcoming, um, group coaching, correct? Yep. So this spring, um, I can finally be confident about a group. I feel like with COVID, it was just like, we, <laughs> we were our, uh, yeah, I mean, we were like launching these groups being like, I really hope we're not, we don't have to refund all these people. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
but yes, we have, um, so we've done a Boston group program for the past, gosh, oh my God, maybe four or three, four years. Um, so we will have a Boston group. Um, we will have a New York city half group. Um, we have not announced these yet, but we will have a grandma's marathon group. Um, and then I think we'll do a group surrounding there's a weekend it's towards the end of, uh, it's towards the end of April, early May, I want to say. And it's like Eugene Buffalo. Um, it's like that area of, of the, of the calendar where like, typically if we're training someone for like a Buffalo, Oh, in Vermont city, typically if we're training somebody for that weekend, you could be running Vermont city or Buffalo and get, you know, the same type of training. So, um, the group programs are a great opportunity to kind of dip your toe into coaching without committing for six to 12 months. Um, it's a a couple of the other LRP coaches have gotten involved in them, which is awesome. And it's cool because the people involved are in a group camaraderie. So it really does depend on like we've had groups that are really communicative and they make great connections. We've also had quieter groups. Um, it's kind of a mixed bag. Um, but it does provide an opportunity for like a group camaraderie, um, type of experience too. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we have those all launching at the end of this month, which is December. Awesome. Perfect. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. And especially, I mean, obviously any PTs, any runners listening, um, be helpful for any of them if you're looking and it's all marathon based. Except for the New York city half. Yeah. Uh, the New York city half and, um, one I didn't mention, um, we're doing, it's called a spring development half program. So this is for people who are aiming, well, they're not, they're around that like 90 minute half time. Um, so the idea is they potentially might want to break three in 2022. And so we believe that you really got to take a cycle to work on your half before getting into getting back into marathon training. So, um, there's a group program surrounded around, um, the indie mini Brooklyn half, um, or Eugene half, um, that's run up by two of our sub three coaches. Um, so if you are in that time frame, um, that one, I, I would imagine, um, since the time is specific, like, since it's a time specific group, the group camaraderie aspect is probably a little bit more. I think that kind of is a differentiator. I've seen like people who typically like if they're having similar paces or similar workouts, yeah. they kind of make a, a stronger connection. So right. Yeah. But in general that, like, I think my real dream is just to do more group and team stuff because that's yeah. what people want. People want to get connected and people want to yeah. meet other people and feel like they're not training alone when it gets really hard. Yeah. No, I love it. Awesome. Would you say that's one of your goals for 2022 then? <laughs> yeah. My, my two, I, I, I think this is a thing is like coming up with like words for the year. I don't know. Yeah. I heard, yeah. I heard it's a thing. Yeah. It's a thing. Um, <laughs> I haven't done it every I, year, but sometimes I do. <laughs> yeah. I've never done it, but I have been thinking, I'm like, okay, what are, like, I, I feel very drawn to the words, um, community and leadership. So mm-hmm. community in our LRP group, like one of the things that has kind of eluded me is we have these coaches who really give a crap about our athletes. Like we are very invested. We are not results driven. If you want results, absolutely. We will get you there, but we really want to focus on you as an athlete, an athlete who is a mom or a dad or a professional, or like you are, you have a life and running needs to fit into that life. Um, and it needs to be this long-term vision and that's what we have, but we have so many athletes around the country and the world how can we connect athletes? So like, that is kind of my like 
what's been circulating in my head. Like, how can we have more connection with people? Yeah. That's what people are craving, especially after right. COVID. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and after COVID, I mean, we're in it, but you know, yes, I mean. but coming out, be more social now. Right. Realizing right. how important community is. That's definitely exactly focus in my personal life too. So I, I understand that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, and then leadership is, um, being, just more, um, being more of a leader to the coaches with our, with LRP and making sure that they're happy and they're feeling like they're learning and that I can like, that they want to stay and they want to be a part of this thing that we're doing. And I think, you know, I, I I don't want to take them for granted because I think every single coach on our team is amazing. Um, and I never want them to think that I'm just, you know, we're just doing this thing for money or whatever it is like this right. is coaching is really so much more than than a business and yeah. it's really about personal connections and helping people and getting people to be better and at the end of the day that is really kind of the core value of our business is like we care more about the human than we do that other stuff like yes yeah. PRs are important yes results are great we want to push you we are like who am I to say that they're not important? I just ran, I had a group going for sub three. Like, of course they're important. Right. Right. But if, if they do not fit into you as a whole person, it's not going to work. So, yeah. um, that's kind of like our quest to the running world is like, how can yeah. we, ha- yeah. How can we help you be a well-rounded runner and athlete and combine that with everything else in your life? Yeah. No, I love it. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that with us. I got to start getting what my word's going to be. Got to start doing that end of the year uh, planning. And did you have, do you, you don't have words yet? For I don't have year? a word yet. No, no. Um, did you have words for this year? No, I don't. Yeah, I, I if I did, I didn't remember it. I probably did. I probably had a word, but I don't know that I obviously it wasn't that I didn't keep with it the whole year, obviously, if I did. So um, Usually both years when I've had babies, it's been just about survival. <laughs> so like, that's all. Yeah. I mean, you're still like very newly postpartum right now. So <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm still surviving. We're still in 2021 and yes. 2022 will still be about survival, but I yes. feel like I can at least shift to new words. <laughs> yes, yes, you're not. It's not all about that coming out of that phase. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> exciting not yet I don't know in my personal life like meaningful connections is like one big focus for sure I think like after COVID it was just like you know in-person connections actually a little bit more focused like not as much online connections because the business does bring a lot of online connection but it's still just not as good as the real thing in person yeah when people that's when people are like if they're looking for coaches and then they decide not to work with me or one of our coaches because they have someone local that they want to work with. I'm like, awesome. Good. Go do that. Like that makes me really happy because it's so different when you're able to, to meet with somebody in person. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. And it it is a driving factor of people like who they'll pick. It's like, Oh, I know I'll see you out or they're in my community. Absolutely. So it's important. (laughs) Yeah. Mary, well, thank you for coming on today. I like to wrap up the show by asking my guests um, what their breaking five moment is, which is basically just in your running, you know, anytime you achieve something you didn't think you could achieve, or do you have a breaking five moment as far as like a big goal you'd like to achieve still in your own running career? My own running. Yes. Uh, I think honestly, the day I broke 19 in the 5k, I was like, what? And it really up to that point, 
I, my coach that I work with right now really is not pace focused. Everything is done by effort and it's been so awesome. awesome. And RP, like, basically. yeah, everything yeah. has just been like, go out and show up. And yeah. if you've got a good day, you've got a good day. And if you don't, that's okay. Um, yeah. and the day I broke 19, I just was running to run. And it was like, <laughs> after so much injury and having right. so much trouble yeah. after yeah. that first baby, it was like, it was just the coolest, like, so it was 1852 and I looked down at my watch and I was just like, I have a 5k time in the 18s. Like, <laughs> this I can't, awesome. I can't believe it was, it was really baffling. It was a really, and then again, like I, I ended up bettering that later, like maybe a month later. Um, but at that point I was like, okay, I guess if I can run in the 18s, I could run this. Yeah. Um, so I would say that was probably my biggest, like, especially recently, um, that was my biggest, like breaking five moment. And then yeah. I think in the future, I mean, I, I can't say I've been trying to break three since 2016. Cause that's not true, but I I'm breaking three. Like I'm it to me now breaking three is like, not just going to happen. Like when I go for it, I'm freaking going for it. Like if, yeah. if I, so I ended up getting injured after, after like during that postpartum period and I, I couldn't go for a, for a marathon PR. I was planning on just like throwing down a marathon and doing it myself and just mm-hmm. finally getting a marathon time. That's sort of with the two. Yeah. Um, but it didn't work out and now I'm even more hungry. So I think that yeah. is just, that's next, right. That's is just cool. getting out there and like throwing down and just like, I, I'm a big visualizer when I'm, when I'm running. So sometimes I just visualize like seeing a time that starts with the two and I'm just, it's, I'm really excited for that's that. going to happen. Then. It's going to happen. Um, I don't know when, but like, it's, it's going to happen. And I, I'm really excited to, to I'm excited to work for it too. Cause I think that's the best part is just, especially yeah, like the journey there. <laughs> yeah. Postpartum post injury, like any type of build, like I've been on the bike a lot. Um, and I am the Peloton is new to me and I do a lot of just like my own interval work, but it's cool because it's like, I can look at my past outputs and each time I'm getting a little bit stronger and it's really cool to see that work translate. That's why I got into running in the first place. That's why a lot of us get into running is because the work we put in is what we see as an output. So, um, yeah, yeah it's, I'm excited for, to see all the, all the work Yeah, show at the end. Well, I'm excited for that journey too. When's probably like the soonest that you'll be able to have a go at, like, I guess it just depends on how your postpartum journey goes. Yeah. I mean, so far so good. I feel I'm, I ran 15 minutes yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm how running. How long did you have to wait for postpartum? So, um, I waited, uh, I had a, um, I had my checkup with my pelvic PT at six weeks. Okay. Um, and I boldly went into that appointment and I was like, I know you're going to think I'm crazy, but I think I'm close to being ready to run. Yeah. And there, I don't, I'm, I'm sure, you know, the literature that came out in 2019 about waiting for more like 12 weeks to run 12 weeks. Yeah. 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 It's more like the common. Yeah. Right. That's like really what's suggested now. Mm-hmm. And after my checkup with her at the end of the appointment, she was like, honestly, you're pretty ready. The only reason I'm going to tell you to wait more is because of your history of the back problems. So yeah. go do some strength work it, at nine to 10, go for a run That's and awesome. see. Yeah. So I waited 10. And I did a walk run and it, no zero issues, zero pelvic floor issues, zero SI joint problems, zero adductor problems. So yeah, like it is a vastly different 
the complete opposite. Complete opposite where I where I used to be. Yeah. But um, so I think maybe um I would love to run a marathon next fall. Maybe say I am, but um honestly, the course is challenging. Like I know people do really well, but I'm a pretty steady rhythm runner. Like all those 5k, 10k PRs are on a track. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm questioning if maybe I should choose a race that's flat, but yeah. we'll see. All my PRs are at Boston. <laughs> okay. Or there's that option. <laughs> but well, no, I'm, I need to get away from Boston. So I, I can only go up from here. If the only time I've PR in the marathon lately has been Boston. <laughs> yeah. You're like, that's not a PRing course. <laughs> it's a, I mean, it, it, it can be, Obviously, but it's, yes. it's hard. It's hard. So yeah, CIM oh. is, is pretty tough from, I mean, it's a great course, but it, it's got a hill. It's hilly. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so awesome. we'll see. But I'm excited to watch your journey. I'm sure everyone else is. Um, and thanks so much for sharing your journey, your postpartum journey as well. Cause I think it's good to see, I mean, especially just like having such that long one the first time, but then, I mean, I think part of the reason you could go back even sooner is because you did the work ready. You, oh, you, you had the challenge. Sure. So you were strong and ready to, to tackle that postpartum. So completely different. Yeah. I'm, I'm coming out of being pregnant just so much stronger in general. And I didn't even keep it up that much during pregnancy. Cause I felt so terrible for yeah. pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, where can our listeners find you at? Where's the best place to follow you, get in contact with you? So my personal Instagram is it's a marathon. Um, and then the business is lift run perform. Um, so our websites are liftrunperform.com or it's a marathon.com. Pretty easy. Perfect. And if, if you ever want to message me, I am I have a psychotic issue of needing to get back to everyone. Um, so you can always email. Yeah. It might take a little time. Um, I literally have emailed people months later being like, I'm so sorry, but here we are. Um, so if you ever want to message me, I'm currently really caught up with most of my messages. So I'll probably get back to you sooner than later. <laughs> awesome. That is its own little challenge. I'm in oh, yeah. here. You get lots of messages. So thank you. <laughs> um, Awesome. And anything, and of course you shared your group programs. Um, and then, um, if you are interested in the inside tracker, she has a link there, but anything else you wanted to share with listeners or did we? Oh yeah. My inside tracker code is it's a marathon. Um, and I believe it's 25% off. Um, if you haven't, yeah, if you have questions about inside tracker, um, I inside tracker and we didn't talk about, um, momentous is another brand that I'm okay. heavily involved in. Um, so yeah. if you're looking for a high quality NSF certified supplement brand, I'm involved in momentous and have codes for that too. But, um, again, any questions about business and running and stuff, I'm happy to chat. Awesome. I love it. Well, any last words you want to share anything like we kind of went into and I didn't dive into as far as either on your running journey or business journey. No, I mean, just, I, I just go with your gut, right? That's like like at the that. end of the day, that's what we really, it's all, what it's all about is doing what seems right and building yourself up around people who believe in you. Yeah, I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, until next time, we will catch you guys on Breaking Five, a running podcast. Until then, go run your life and have a good rest of your day. All right. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of Breaking Five, a running podcast. We hope you are running away with some inspiration, tips, and actionable items that you can put towards your Breaking Five moment. 
Lastly, if you know anyone else with a breaking five moment, that doesn't have to actually mean literally breaking five, just a breaking five moment in general, in running, in life, or anyone else who has great knowledge and background in helping others reach their breaking five moment, I would love for you to put me in contact with them. We would love to have them on the show. So if you could and let them know, if you know of someone else, tell them to reach out to me at my Instagram, and that is at Kristen underscore run your life. Again, that's at Kristen underscore run your life. And could you do me a favor? And if you enjoyed today's episode and can think of anyone else who could benefit from listening to it, could you go ahead and share this out on your social media or share this directly with them? That would mean the world to me, seriously. And make sure if you have not already to make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so that you get our weekly updates as we drop the next episodes. Thank you, everyone. We seriously appreciate you tuning in today. We'll see you next time. And until then, go run your life.